Hey y'all, welcome back to Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with queers and everyone Paul and Adrian hold dear. Let's get into it. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap So I was working today on um, my lectures for this summer, and normally the advice for uh, in the andragogy of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion of of, of, uh, of young uh, undergrads, you're not supposed to use references that are untimely. So you're not supposed to use like when I was a kid, this show. If you know what about it, or whatever, this is a good example. And now a lot of teachers teach. do do that. Why are teachers like, oh, this one episode from it, the show Leave It to Beaver is the perfect way to explain the theory, and it's like. Why just explain it completely differently if that's your only like, touchstone? If you want to understand the neural mechanisms of animal behavior, <laughs> think about the finale of MASH. All right, guys? Am I right? <laughs> Thank you for telling me that that's a thing people, other people have clued on into and yeah. are like, well, you shouldn't do that. That's so stupid. Um, but one of the things that I've been working on is whether or not I should try and keep my lectures timeless by not using any slang of the moment. Mm. Um how do you feel about that? Do you think kids relate to that? I know I've made fun of Justin before because he's like, I purposely put in memes into my lecture slides and I'm like, nah, couldn't be me. I take out the ones that Nalina, she gave me slides for Biz2B and I was like, I'm taking out the memes. When I was a student, I never liked that. So I would also just assume other people are like me and take them out. That being said, I did one time change the spelling B-O-Y-S in a slide to B-O-I-S and I didn't, I, I forgot that it was on the slide and there were kids visibly being like, that's kind of funny <laughs> like, during that slide. And I was like, what did I do? I forgot. And I was like, oh yeah. They were like, little, little bug boys. They're like, the fact that we can relate to this has engaged us further in the material enriching our educational experience. One of the kids put his hood down and uncrossed his arms and was like, I'm ready to learn. <laughs> I thought the only way I could make it through Davis undergrad was being good at basketball, but now I know being good at behavioral ecology is also <laughs> a way a viable option. <laughs> um, they said, they said, Jorge, you go to UC Davis for basketball, man, one torn ligament, you're flipping burgers for the rest of your life, man. You got to learn some behavioral ecology, man. Some nicotine burger, man. And so nobody's offended to make it clear that was an impression of a Swedish guy. <laughs> Learn about so yeah, my favorite uh, fellow European behavioral <laughs> ecologist, Nicolinebergen, man. He was Swedish. No, he was German. Uh, he was, was one, he of, the one ones of the that Nazi, wasn't a Nazi ones, though. No, <laughs> Nico was one of the cool ones. Uh, he wasn't the sexist Nazi. <laughs> what what's a young person lingo for teaching something like ants using? chemical signals biochemical signals to communicate are you like you know when you're dapping up your homie it's kind of like that but with biochemical signals you know the thing about volatile chemicals is that they're very fleeting so it's less like a messenger uh message and more like a snapchat you know what i mean like oh. that thing's going away pretty soon you know what i mean <laughs> so if you're gonna make those chemical signals you know they're gonna go away you have to know when and where, where to use them you know effectively yeah you see now, if you think of... Now, sometimes it's more like a WhatsApp message where it's encrypted. So that way you make sure that only your homies see it. You know, sometimes we don't signal too. You know, I know you got... I know. I see the activists in my crowd. 
This is my recommendation to Adam to be one of those lame teachers who uses an outdated reference nobody understands. You see, the difference between regular catalysis and transient catalysis Ooh. is like regular catalysis is more like, you know, Frasier. It's like a spinoff that lasted a long time. Transient catalysis, mm. that's more like Joey's a spinoff to Friends. You know, you like barely see it. I mean, how you do it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll tell you what, those chemical communications that moths use for courtship, now that's OnlyFans. Am I right, boys? <laughs> I don't get the reference, I know you but subscribe. I it's so funny if I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways, I was just thinking about that. I mean, I'm not going to make it because I don't think I can make it work, but there's some joke about a moth being a catfish for a butterfly. Ooh, that's true. There is a joke there about that somewhere. <laughs> no cap. Paul, what have you been doing this week? What's been going on? What stories do you have? What media roundup do you have? What's going on? I was in Charleston, which was fun. It was my birthday. Oh, um, yeah. Happy birthday to Paul. Thank you. And uh, I went to see my Christine last night, and that was really fun. Shout out to a podcasting king. He he was really funny live. It's it's like one of those things where I would definitely recommend if you get a chance to see him live, take it. Was he stand up turned podcaster or podcaster turned stand up? He's stand up turned podcaster. Okay, because I was, I mean, I've only ever heard you talk about him, and then Phil was also like, "Is that who is that? I don't I don't know who that is." You know, he was on Conan nine years ago, so <laughs> I think that was just like when I was looking up little bits of his. To show Izzy before we went, I was like, God damn, nine years ago. Mm, nine years ago, just a little baby. Time flies. Is he someone who it would be funny to some people that like you took your girlfriend to go see this guy? Or is it like, is it like the same level as you going to see Nick Mullen with your girlfriend? Or uh, No, I think he, I, I think he's more generally like, I don't know. I, he was a comedian before podcasts were a thing. So he had to actually have like some sort of general audience appeal. He he was disgusting. He's definitely very blue, but I, I thought it was, like, stuff that anybody could find funny if they weren't, like, against that. Anyway, how was your weekend? Uh, I didn't do much. Uh, oh, actually, I didn't write any of this down, but um, there's a lot of soccer going on. Nothing too exciting. Nothing really did or didn't go the way that I wanted it to. I didn't really, I wasn't that Hey, invested. Adrian, here's my impression of an American hearing you say that. Of course nothing exciting happened. You were watching soccer. Here's my impression of me ignoring that comment. Listen here, you son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> fucking body, you right here. Um, no, yeah, no. It was a we had. A, I watched a couple of finals. Both ended one zero. So nothing super exciting. Um, I went to go watch Into the Spidey Verse for Cheap Movie Tuesday last Tuesday, mm. or across the Spidey Verse. Sorry, and it was awesome. It was great. Kicked ass. Uh, they really blew their load with the first twenty minutes of animation, and then I think it slowed down a little bit beyond that. But I think some people think it was. Oh, amazing I thought you were going to say Into the Female Spider Man that then became pregnant. No, that's an extra credit scene. Okay. I will say, and and I think this is a trite point to make at this point, but beyond superhero movies, I think we're also starting to get tired of multiverse movies, except for everything everywhere all at once. Because there's just this thing where, actually, this critique applies to everything everywhere all at once, too. Uh, I was going like, to say, after everything everywhere all at once came out, did did I never send you that tweet that I, I photoshopped that picture? You know, the picture of Steven Crowder where it's like, uh, debate me? Oh, yeah, debate me. Yeah, it, it was yeah, like yeah, multiverse yeah. movies. I, I made one of those that was multiverse movies are going to be as cringe as zombie movies were 10 years ago. So the thing about it is that, like, it, 
I don't know. Like, so they're across the Spider Verse. There's every iteration that could ever be. So there's a T Rex Spider Man, and like, yes, I get in the comics that was already a thing. So like, they're not. It's not. Oh, it's not new, but like, it's just it's just, it just felt like watching a Rick and Morty episode at certain points with the jokes being like, "Hey, anything could happen. T Rex could be a Spider Man. Come on, now, wouldn't that be crazy?" And I, I just kind of like that felt a little bit flat for me. But everything else is really good. I like I liked a lot of it. It was eight point five. I'd give it. Um, no, I, I mean, you hit on something that I think about a lot. I don't like a lot of multiverse stories recently, and I kind of wish we would go back to the older version of multiverse or like sci-fi many world sort of stories, which is like the opportunity to kind of do like an episodic contained story in a different planet or universe every episode. I do like those types of stories. And that's kind of an older, like, sci-fi cliche, mm-hmm. but it's one that has legs. This newer version of the multiverse where it's about how kooky and random everything is, it has gotten extremely tired. At least for me. The thing that used to blow my mind, what when I was a kid and I first learned about multiverse theory and stuff like that, the thing that my mind fixated on as a little kid wasn't about like, whoa, what if there's like an, you know, like, you know, like people used to have those memes that was like, oh, multiverse, that means anything could happen. That means that there's a multiverse where Paul's married to Scarlett Johansson. Am I right, everybody? The number of things, right? It made me just think about infinity. And I would be like, so the multiverse means that there's an entire universe where everything plays out the same way it does for me right now. But today I took a left turn instead of a right turn at a light. How boring is that? It's just filled. The universe is filled with like entirely exactly the same because infinity is so fucking huge. That's what that's what blew my mind as a kid. Where I was like, this seems stupid. I don't like it. I feel like most of these stories should be about how mundane the differences would be in like 99% of universes. Um. All right. Do you want to get into the theme for today? Yeah, let's get into the theme. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our theme is pride because we're in July, uh, June. Yep, Pride Month. Also, the month of my birthday. Coincidence? Also, the month where there's two dudes kissing is our uh, horoscope. Shout out, Gemini's. I thought those were twins. Are they kissing? I don't know how I imagined them. Because is that I'm also an ally. Incest? Because I'm an ally. I don't think allies promote incest. <laughs> are, are the Gemini things twins, or are they just Yeah, two that's people? like definitionally what Gemini is about. You thought it was just two people? I thought it was two it was just, people. <laughs> you thought it was just two spirit people? <laughs> I thought some people were pigs, some people were dragons, and Gemini's, we were just two people. That's our animal, two separate human people. You might people. be right. I really don't know anything about astrology. Yeah, by the twins. Oh. Uh, All right, so Paul let us into his uh, Pornhub searches on that one. Uh, what were we talking about? Pride. Pride, yes, pride. Uh, why, why is it that... Uh, veterans get a day and pride gets an entire month jesus only gets i guess two days easter and christmas Mm-hmm. and christmas eve and honestly there's 12 days of christmas so like 14 15 days good friday 16 why is it that talking like a pirate only gets one day but pride <laughs> gets an entire fucking month <laughs> Why does Thor, the god of thunder, get a one day of every week? That seems like a lot of days for that guy. Wait, are you doing the opposite argument now, or are you doing the- <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Why is it that trees get only one day when they provide all the oxygen we need to combat climate change? Oh, they haven't told you about the secret eighth day of the week trees day? <laughs> I'm trying to think of other stupid questions I see online all the time. Why? Why do 
we need to feel pride in the sexuality that mm. we have? Why can't we just be content with doing things behind closed doors? Well, I know people make this argument for Black History Month. I wonder if anybody makes it for Pride Month where it's like, I actually have a gay friend. It's always their friend. I actually have a gay friend who doesn't like Pride Month because he thinks we should be proud. They He thinks they should be proud of being gay all year, putting it in one month. You know, the Morgan Freeman about Black History Month. Mm-hmm. No, I think Morgan Morgan Freeman's was more egregious. He was like a real like colorblind, like we shouldn't even be thinking about race anymore. Why are we thinking about it for twenty eight days out of the year? Oh, uh, yeah. Morgan Freeman's interview stupid. was kind of annoying to watch. Yeah, he's probably like, "What? Why are we thinking about race? I I fuck. I have white slaves at my at my house right now. <laughs> we done we done overturned this shit." Morgan Freeman's like, "Do you guys realize how much money I have? Why would we be worried about racism? I have a lot of money." You know, I've made fun of this friend before, but um, there was a friend that I had from where I used to work at where she posted the uh, story from like six years ago about how Morgan Freeman was saving the bees by putting bees on his plantation. And I it was early in my bee career. And I, so I really had to just be like putting honeybees on your property is just agriculture. That's not saving the bees. He's actually harming native bees. It's a terrible thing to do. Please stop using the crying emoji over Morgan Freeman <laughs> putting bees on his property. It's Damn. just farming. <laughs> I didn't know you were that type of Facebook user. Did they reply? No, no. I think she knew she lost. <laughs> In this battle of wits. In this battle of wits. Okay, pride. What does pride mean to you, Adrian, as a bi man? Ooh, I think pride means... That's actually a really complex question that I should have uh, <laughs> prepared for. Well, do you want to know what it means to me as a straight man? Yeah, what does it mean to you? Yeah, that's also a question I should have probably prepared for it's, before giving you it's that It's something prompt. that cometh before the fall? <laughs> uh, yeah, Stonewall, right? Um, also, it means, uh, it means really it cool- It means Stonewall. It means stonewalling people in conversations. <laughs> it, means, it means really cool festivals in your downtown. You know- and this might be influenced by the fact that I took an undergrad course on uh, living authentically, but that is the line that I like to use whenever people come out is like, you know, it's uh, the world's always better when uh, someone chooses to live life authentically. I can't remember who I stole that from. Mm. Um, but I think also that's a bad answer because a lot of what people try and do with pride discourse is also support people who aren't out yet for whatever reason. So I think it's also about being comfortable with who you are just no matter your circumstance i don't really know there's a there's a tough uh, thing to do there because you can really fall into the trap of me who um after having two siblings come out had absolutely no issue coming out and had like no barriers coming out and had like no uh hesitance coming out besides my own like understanding of the situation uh whereas i think there are other people who can still get kicked out of their house for you know mm. admitting they're gay so i don't know for me it was very it was very easy society really liked that i was coming out as gay and my social circle you weren't kind of worried well. about me kicking you off the podcast i was yeah <laughs> especially when you found out that i wasn't white either <laughs> we have to have at least one white dude on <laughs> a queer latino <laughs> <laughs> that's such a small market sector i know that they seem gay but most of them are actually pretty straight when you actually ask them about it <laughs> They just like wearing it's tight pants. It's just because they're men like fashion, so they seem gay. <laughs> um, and are all really toned for some reason, like great bodies. On white men, you really only see that on the gays. So, I don't know. I think a, a complete answer is supposed to include something about like people who aren't out still. 
Um, but I don't know. For me, it's just li- living your truth, brother. Living, living your life the way uh, you want to, loving who you want to. Not just behind closed doors, but also uh, in the same way that uh, straight people do every single fucking day and in every fucking piece of media. People have told me before that I do count as queer because I've dated a NB before, so I'm not completely straight. Which I'm okay with, but it does also feel like, it almost feels too much, like, I feel it on the inside that I want it too bad, that it doesn't feel like I'm living my most authentic self. I know I want it, so if I started <laughs> identifying as queer for having dated an envy, it would feel kind of fake. Even mm-hmm. though people have given me the go-ahead, queer people have given me the go-ahead, I, I feel like, once again, I want it just a little too bad for it to feel like the authentic representation of myself. Hmm. I think it'd be fun to be a queer Arab. So how how do you identify then? What's what's on your business card? Uh, he, him, straight, cis. Yeah, cis, straight, white man. Ooh, so it's a McDonald song. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm proud of it. Do you make sure to let people who you uh, date now know that uh, you once dated uh, in a queer relationship? I did have one ex that when she found out was super weird about it. It was it was very uncomfortable. She found out I dated an NB person, and, like, I don't know why I got, like, silent and weird about it. I was like, I don't know, like, is this that weird? Do you remember that joke from um, How I Met Your Mother, where it's Jason Siegel's character trying to tell stories about sexual things that happened in his past? Yeah. And every one of the characters knows that he's only been with his wife for his entire life, and it's like, we know who you're talking about. It's weird. <laughs> I feel like with both of us, it's one of those things where it's like, it's the same five people. Like, you have a 20% chance of, like, figuring out which specific person we're talking about here. Um, that's how I always feel whenever you bring in stuff about certain exes. Same for me, well, too. I, I mean, guess it's I'm mostly because I'm censoring about. it for the audience. I would just say they're, like, I'm not trying to keep you Not for me, way. yeah, but for, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think anyone who knows, knows. If you, you know, know, you know. know. <laughs> I guess I am down. cis, but I I really wouldn't care at all if somebody wanted to uh wanted to refer to me with they them pronouns. You know, I kind of feel the same way, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there will be a conversation. I'll watch a BreadTube video at some point about how that's sufficient to be considered non-binary. But I don't know. For me, it's just kind of like I, yeah. I still feel comfortable, completely situated in in masculinity, but. Yeah, like, I, I go as he, him, mostly, because I feel like it would be, like, once again, like, the same thing as calling myself queer because I dated an NB person. It would seem like some sort of weird clout chasing that's not, like, I don't know. I don't feel particularly zay well, think- in a way. Like, I could switch to it, but I also just, like, I don't know. There's nothing about it that feels more real than he, him. It's just, like, another thing. I think this harkens back to our conversation about the Joe Rogan podcast with uh, Notorious Turf, Colin uh, Wright, where ultimately the goal is that we should be in a situation in a society where like we don't even have to think about these things, which is why like I think people who are really into the know of it feel like it's kind of ridiculous. But like as of now, like, I don't know, like, yeah, like eventually gender will be abolished as a concept and sexuality of. Uh, gender norms will be abolished as a concept and it'll just be people liking people but um to me it's one of those things where it's like i, I don't really feel a need to like come out as non-binary i don't know like I, i'm i'm comfortable enough with just i don't know i don't know what the words are yeah i guess it wouldn't feel i don't feel particularly like oh yeah i'm definitely a man 
but I also don't think I would particularly feel like a they them. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, now I get who a I they am. them style person. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I mean, but no, but like that that mirrors uh, trans ideology or not ideology. God, what am I right wing? <laughs> trans mirrors. Ideology. Okay, JP, that, keep going. <laughs> that mirrors trans discourse, right? With trans medicalism and true scum, right? Like that's exactly the same thing as like. You have to be, you have to experience dysmorphia to be trans and you have to want medical intervention to be trans. And it's like, nah, maybe just let people be trans or in that uh, identity and validated without the necessity for dysphoria. And in that sense, if the, if the conversation goes there for non-binary, then I'd be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I guess probably I'm non-binary, but non-binary, I don't know. But Sure, but it would have to be the act of changing is the act of putting effort into something. And since it feels like there'd be no benefit. Why would you put the effort into transitioning to non-binary unless there was a benefit that was like social, like you felt more comfortable in that label? That's kind of what I'm getting at here. It's like I wouldn't feel more comfortable in the label. I would feel equivalent to my current yeah, situation. Yeah. So it's like, what's the effort but of transitioning? I think that's worth? also a part of it is that it doesn't have to be a remedy. It can just be... It can just be like you can just, you know, like changing your email signature and changing how you prefer to be addressed is like a pretty minor uh well i don't know maybe it's not maybe that's undervaluing how much of a big change that can be for certain people yeah i think some people it's a lot more meaningful than an email change adrian yeah all right piece of shit (laughs) get them boys get them boys (laughs) and girls Um, and nbs get them get them nbs and everything in between what was i gonna oh yeah colin right when i was researching looking for advice columns on this I was like, advice column, uh, you know, pronouns, because I was like, maybe there's an interesting one about like somebody wanting to be called a specific pronoun. Uh, mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal uh, article he wrote popped up, and I was trying to read through it to make fun of how stupid his brain is and made out of mush, but uh, they wanted me to pay, and I was like, I'm not going to give the Wall Street Journal money to read their transphobic bullshit. So I didn't get what. to bring in any of his stupid ramblings, but I'm sure further in the article, he said a lot of dumb things. Paul, you got to get on the uh, the tip of like how to circumvent every paywall. That's what all my anarchist friends are big on. They're always like, "There's some way to get around it, no matter what." Um, anything else about Pride? Uh, what what Pride festivals have you been to? I think I've probably uh, I probably should lament the fact that I've never been to San Francisco Pride. It's still very neoliberal. I mean, I'm gonna go there and take a picture with Nancy Pelosi. Um, Is this San Francisco Pride like the one that Raytheon or not Raytheon or yeah, like Lockheed Martin's at? I'm sure they're there. I'm sure they're probably multiple of them. I don't know. They they have the they have the the numbers to is coordinate that. I'm sure. Is there any pride in the country? Because it seems like the neoliberal side of pride wins out basically at every big city's yeah. pride. Is I mean, there any cities that famously don't like their parade? Is like they won't accept those applications. Gilbert, South Carolina. Gilbert, South Carolina. <laughs> no, I think pride's such a big tent thing. So like, there's a couple of things. One is I remember when I first went back home for six months. Pride was like that weekend because it got pushed because of COVID. So it was in October. Um, and so I went with some friends. Uh, I went with Justin and his uh, lab mate who was by. And I texted one of my friends from back here. And I was like, yep, first float in the uh, South Carolina Pride Parade is the South Carolina Police Department. So that's pretty cool. But the other thing that I know from going to a lot of Pride events is that. And oh, God, I'm gonna get fucking roasted, man. Drag queens are are fucking ruthless. But man, the number of events that you can go to at any time where it's like, and by the way, here's a drag queen who's been on RuPaul's Drag Race. And I'm like, it's been like 14 seasons. I think like most of them have been on there at this point. Like, I think you can find somebody. 
who's been on that show at this point for a pretty yeah, I guess reasonable that is fee. Being like a like local chef featured on Cutthroat Kitchen. It's like yeah, it's they like, have there's ninety thousand episodes of that like, show. <laughs> it's not going to be hard to find that. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That always makes me chuckle a little bit because people still kind of straight people who aren't in the culture, I guess. And like, I don't even like watch RuPaul's really. Um, but yeah, uh, I've never people seen will an be episode. Like, I don't know. People will be like, oh, my God, she's from RuPaul Drag Race. And I'll be like, there's been like a thousand people on that show. But do you feel like this whole rhetoric around getting rid of like cops at Pride and so forth? Do you think it's like. I don't know. There's a long history of Tom of Finland really sexualizing firefighters and cops in his heart. And I think if they're a big Jack Tom of Finland style cop, mm. they should be allowed at Pride. Yeah, but there's a requirement then. I don't know if they. Police don't like requirements. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, they're South Carolina <laughs> police, so they definitely don't look like a Tom of Finland drawing. They look like a, like a I big bellied. As, as far as I can tell, I think firemen are allowed. Firemen are allowed. Especially if they're like Tatan style firemen. Because I mean, those guys can now. dance. No cap. Alright. Paul, are you ready for this one? Yeah, let's hear it. I've been trying to bring these lads in for quite a while. This is from libcom.org. Episode 8, question 4 Anarcho Agony Aunts. Um, Jordan Peterson, bisexuality and how to unlearn crap behavior. Um, so these are what a whirlwind of a title. Incredible. Anarcho <laughs> Agoniots is a sex and dating advice show covered from a feminist, anti-fascist, and anti and anarchist perspective. I have not brought them in before because they do a lot of sex stuff, which we normally don't do on the show, but it's pride. And then also they do videos. So I had to like transcribe slash like summarize their like 12 minutes of talking about this and as you'll see it's very similar to how paul and i just like talk about things so like imagine trying to summarize how paul and i talk while answering a question (laughs) it was very difficult um especially because these broads can talk i'll tell you what (laughs) um but anyways uh, it's a very simple question it's a very simple question here we go paul uh question for episode eight of anarcho Oh, I don't actually remember what the like, um, I think I've looked them up before, but I don't really remember what their uh, biographies are. It's uh, Rowan and uh, Marijam. And I know I think Marijam like wrote for the Hassan uh, Minaj show for a while. I don't know what Rowan does, uh, but they're kind of just like lefty tuber. Well, they wrote for Hassan Minaj, so you know, they're real radicals. (laughs) I will say, I think they're a little bit more <laughs> radical than their, their actual, like, credit show. Um, but we'll see. All right, here's the question. Hi, comrades. Love, in all caps, your show. Recently escaped falling down the Jordan Peterson hole, and left tube is largely to thank. I'm a bi cis guy, and I've absorbed a lot of homophobia slash sexism over the years which I've internalized. I've only hooked up with other guys, and I've never been in an emotionally intimate relationship at all. I often feel inadequate as a man and have anxiety that women won't be attracted to me because I'm too feminine. Many just assume I'm gay. I know this is a problematic mindset, but I'm working on it by dipping my toe into dating girls. As I'm tentative and anxious about intimacy, I often get cold feet and then feel guilty for basically leading girls on, only to leave them hanging. 
abs, I've got issues. But how can I explore my sexuality and build my confidence up without being such a waste man? By the way, these are all British uh, things. So I think waste man means like a garbage person. Um, but yeah, that's the question. So how can I stop leading on women as I try and figure out my bisexuality? This is a real pivot to start off with. But what is it with these people who were like, I was a racist piece of shit asshole who wanted to kill every minority. But then mm-hmm. I watched, you know, like five seconds of Lindsay Ellis and now he I could, love he queer could have things. Just want, he could have just wanted to clean his room. <laughs> but you, you, you know might not have gone past about? chapter one. I don't know. This, this character arc, this narrative arc that's become so common in our society is very boring to me or like, Sus? Is sus a word that I can use here? It's very sus it is. to me. I will say that it's it's multifaceted, right? Because at a certain point, you have to either admit that you do or don't believe in the vision of certain leftist creators. So if you're a big fan of ContraPoints, and then you're willing to admit that I don't believe this thing exists, then you're basically saying like her thesis statement is incorrect, or that you don't buy it. That being said, the number of people who are like this and then want to take a leading role in like, well, I've changed the corner and so I should be the one leading the charge against other people like this, to me yeah, is so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. The shoe in head is the one that always stands out to me of like, you are yeah. the most annoying, horrible human in the world. Like, stop it with this whole like you're a material lefty, but you just have a couple social withholdings about trans people like shut up. And it's just like, you know, I'm always willing to teeter back over if you guys don't placate to me. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys don't placate to me forcing you right words, I might go full fascist. So watch out. It's like, yeah, well, you weren't a lot of help on this side, so I don't mind you being on their side. (laughs) I'm not that concerned. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're coming from an interesting place as people who have never been in that area. But uh, man, yeah, it is annoying. It is an annoying. And I think what are you talking about, like Adrian? A- you're trying. You're trying to pretend I don't remember your big Gamergate phase. Hey, I don't even know who Anita Sarkeesian is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is really funny. It, 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 it is funny. I think it's one of those. I don't know. I think you were uh in unconfident in using the word sus i'm gonna be very unconfident in using the word uh main character syndrome but the number of white kids who feel like they really need to be at the forefront of whatever they're gonna be a part of where they're like i was a nazi two weeks ago but then i watched a Lindsay ellis video and now i'm gonna be a general for you guys heading towards progressivism <laughs> i Lindsay ellis that is the right person to reference that is the funniest one of somebody who was turned by Lindsay ellis <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what. I watched a Jenny Nicholson video, and now I think you guys are pretty cool. <laughs> I watched a Jenny Nicholson video, and now I think you guys are cool. And also, this one church has crazy Christmas plays. Have y'all seen this? Have you heard about this? Dude, that, that was her magnum opus. I think she might she might die with that being her magnum opus, and I hope she's okay with that. So I would say congratulations to this guy for making it out of the Jordan Peterson pipeline mm-hmm. as a bi person. Uh, I don't know what Jordan Peterson has to teach you as a bi man, but uh, aside to be shamed, ashamed about your life, which pride is all about the opposite of. Um, yeah, how do you feel about this uh, exploration of uh, dating women as a bi man? Yeah, I think you did a good job finding a pride column because it is about pride for this guy, right? Like it's uh, or ego at least, which is tied to pride. Mm. He's uh, insecure about. 
He's insecure about seeming feminine or gay, but he is bi. But he doesn't want women to think he's gay in a way that would make him unattractive to them. Yeah, there's a lot of psychology going on here. Yeah, I would say you know, therapy actually, might help. I'll say this. Um, I remember for the longest time as someone who people thought was gay for a long time, but only engaged in relationships with women who then came out as bi. One of the biggest issues I struggled with was in high school, I was part of the GSA, right? The Gay Straight Alliance. And so for most of that, or all of that time, I considered myself an ally. And for some reason, it felt important to me to be like, well, I'm not gay, but I support people doing whatever they want. And there was a weird tension in my mind when I started thinking about being bi, where I was like, well, now I feel like that holds less weight. Now it feels like I'm like, well, I'm biased because I'm also gay, but also like... I, but no, also, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. You're saying that like it's not a fair thought, but... I think maybe that nagging fear of yours has a point. I'm yeah, also no, concerned. Where I was like, I'm no longer I'm like a neutral concerned. arbiter. I'm also concerned you only like gay people because you're looking out for yourself and would be a massive homophobe otherwise. And I don't think there's any way for you to prove that you wouldn't be. <laughs> that I wouldn't be? <laughs> I have no defense In fact, that. it's know. more heroic for me to be an ally than for you to come out as bi because... I have no reason to, <laughs> it is not within my interests to support you. So I'm a hero for supporting you. That's kind of what I was saying is in my mind, I was like, well, I always proud my, pride myself. What I'm saying is it's not in your mind. This is a very real thing we've all noticed. What I always for. pride myself on was the willingness to fight for others, even if it didn't include me. And then I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I think this includes me. And then I was like, well, that seems less impactful for all the things I've done so far. Um, but like it, many reasons okay. why people are hesitant, uh, they're all, uh, obstacles and hurdles that don't mean anything. I keep trying to make this clear to you. It does mean something. We've all noticed and are judging you for it. <laughs> We've all noticed. <laughs> I took a poll. Everyone, 100% of respondents. They were like, yeah, we used to think Adrian was really principled, but then we realized he was just looking out for number one. Mm-hmm. That's some up with the bitch. You know, what's weird is that like. You know, I talked to, I talk about Phil having like weird moralities and principles around comedy that I feel like he doesn't actually like follow. Um, it is one of those weird morality things where I remember when I wanted to be a doctor and I had type one diabetes, people were like, Oh, are you going to be an endocrinologist? And I was like, No, how shitty would it be if I spent my life trying to cure my own disease, even if it would help <laughs> millions of other people? I was like, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do like cardiac, <laughs> I don't know, like anything besides like endocrinology that only seems selfish. Yeah, I'm going to be a tongue doctor. I'm going to specialize in the tongue. Yeah, I'm going to be a dermatologist. All right, so yeah, other other ideas. So wait, have we answered this guy's question at all about how to explore his uh, heterosexuality? Oh, it really does seem, I mean, forgive yourself or not, not forgive, I don't know. Well, it really me. seems like therapy is the answer, right? Like you need to, you need to like yourself more. Oh, is that what you think it is? Yeah, it's definitely some, like, You can't love a woman until you love yourself as much as a woman would love you. Yeah. And you can't respect yourself until you... Until you respect yourself as much as... A woman won't respect you until you respect yourself. Wait, no, that sounds Jordan Peterson again. We can't give him that advice. Um, clean your room. I mean, I will say, for whoever you said these two people who run this uh, show are... This guy's a mark. He 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 clearly just needs direction in his life. If you guys want to like start a cult or 
get somebody to buy some merch or something, this is the person to pitch on it. There's so many columns about being bisexual and having trouble going the other way, which is so interesting because Dorley and I both have, I don't know if we both have those issues. I'm just more like not super interested in relationships right now. But Doralee's very big on like, I'm definitely bisexual, but like I have a hard time dating women. They just scare me or whatever. And it's like, it's pretty easy. You know, they're they're not that hard to talk to. They're just like regular people. <laughs> um, But it's always mm. that way. And it's really interesting to find the one that's like, I'm bi, I've only dated men and I'm trying to date women. And it's like, there's so many, there's so much, I guess there's probably bad archetypes and bad advice on how to do that. But there's like plenty of like, archetypes on how to do that as a man and how to date a woman but the thing is he feels specifically insecure about it because he thinks he fits the mold of a gay man more so when he approaches a gay man he's like i know what i'm doing i'm gay he thinks i'm gay because i act gay it's all gonna work out he feels like when he's approaching a straight woman that she thinks he's gay but not bi gay but just gay gay how many friends have you had where they were you thought they were gay and then you found out they had a partner and not in like a beard way i don't think i've ever thought somebody was gay and then it turned out they were dating a woman now really i think about a couple of those but they could also be bi i don't know i didn't ask them i didn't ask them for their life story um all right do you want to hear the answer okay so like I said, imagine trying to transcribe me and Paul talking about the answer. That's what I had to try and do. So I transcribed about 12 minutes of conversation. Um, and this is what I ended up getting as the answer. So this is uh, Rowan and Marajam. I hope she's saying, I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Um, all right, Marajam. I have a lack of sympathy because I've been fucked over by guys like this before uh, who claim that they're trying to explore their so uh, sexuality. Uh, and then end up just ghosting me. Rowan, you can explore your sexuality with women who are down for a one night stand. Plenty of women like plenty of women like that. You don't have to try and explore your sexuality by being in relationships with women. Marjam is then a again mean to the question asker, and Rowan makes sure to let her know we're here to help him, and that's kind of what we're here for. So let's I was gonna say this that. sounds yeah, like that sounds that's like this whole like. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're probably a piece of shit. Um, Rowan then says, there's a difference between exploring sexual attraction to women versus exploring a desire to date them. Uh, and then Mirajim says, I really don't understand. And Rowan says, has anyone ever validated your concern that you're too feminine? Is that actually something that's going on? Or is this something that you're imposing on yourself? And then uh, Marijam goes on to say, and what does it even mean to be too feminine? I mean, what is, you know, what is femininity? What is masculinity? And then Rowan says, I've been attracted to many men who are feminine and turned out to be and turned out to be gay. And I'd be psyched to find out that one of those dudes was actually into women. So that's not a thing that's necessarily uh, a mark against you. Uh, Rowan then continues to say, being unsuccessful due to being too feminine seems at odds with being successful and not liking it i.e. leading them on. It sounds like you just want to hook up with women, which is fine, and we've given advice on how to do that without being an asshole. Marijem then says, I felt safe around gay men who I didn't think would sexualize me who ended up coming out as bi and expressing how into me they were. Rowan then says, be honest and open about what you expect. If you don't want to lead women on, then just don't lead them. Just don't lead women on. That was a direct quote. Uh, Marajem then says, I'm projecting here. You seem more self-aware and better than most men that hurt me. 
Rowan then says, you don't unlearn sexism by hooking up with women. You unlearn sexism by being a good communicator who sets clear expectations. She then goes on to say, a dichotomy seems to exist where women leave one night stands feeling like sluts and men leave feeling like they've achieved something. Uh, Marajem then backs that up by saying she's talked to radical leftist feminist men who have expressed that feeling as well, that a sexual one night stand is an achievement. Uh, where they don't really necessarily feel anything about it. Rowan then says, unlearning sexism means unlearning toxic masculinity as much as it lear- means learning unlearning sexism. An absence of feelings after a one-night stand isn't maybe something to strive for unless expectations are set to be that way. Marjam then just says, be nice to the people you hook up with. That's basically what that advice means. Marjim then goes on to say, men hook spaghetti over your ears, which is apparently a Lithuanian uh, idiom. Um, They'll sense that you feel bad after a one night stand and you'll say something like, I'm fine. I just need a coffee. And so then they'll point you towards the nearest coffee shop and leave it at that. That's not what you want to do. Marjim then says off topic, but women feel guilty about these things because they fall under the expectation of what a feminist should want to do. Rowan then says one of the main feminist arguments is that men should go down on women more often, but TBH, I get off just as much on giving, oh, by the way, this is a content warning, this gets very sexual, I get off just as much on giving BJs if I really like the guy, I like seeing him crumble beneath my might. I like that. Uh, She goes on to say, but mainstream society calls that transactional, like a loss from a woman given to the man by giving up a degrading act. I'm into BDSM, so I know what it's like to consent to being degraded, but what I'm not into is him going off to his friends and saying, I got her to do this thing. Marajim then says, sorry, we definitely went into our own thing here. You know you have issues, and you didn't give us a clear picture of what your issues are. And then Rowan finishes by saying, Learn to communicate, and that doesn't have to be boring. It can be exciting. We have videos and all these things. All the advice on how to do these things right that you feel like you're doing wrong. Send in a new question if you want, and it's cool that you came here instead of coming to Jordan Peterson. What was your sense listening to that? Because to me, listening to your transcription of it, it seemed... I mean, we don't always give advice. It was all non-sequitur. Yeah, we don't always give advice, but I think we kind of pitch that as idea of the show, and we know that the person asking isn't actually listening. <laughs> yeah. Theirs felt almost insultingly, like, about them, when it's like, <laughs> there's actually somebody who's listening to this, <laughs> who asked you for advice. What I will say is that it's both of them in bikinis, in a small uh, plastic pool, drinking beer, uh answering oh, these really? questions okay wait no that sets the vibe completely that makes it clear yeah. that they're just trying to have a good time i don't want to make it seem like they're at office desks and this is their nine to five <laughs> like this was them <laughs> like yeah i think uh i think it's rowan who's like smoking a cigarette while she's drinking her beer so i don't know that like that's the vibe those are the vibes oh and, that's uh, to fun. Be honest, never mind i take this back it, that does seem more like uh you should just be talking about your own hookups and it also seemed like marajem really had uh, a particular issue with this uh, type of situation, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't really get what Marjan was saying about like I've hooked up with guys who ended up being gay, and that I don't know. It seemed like a really specific situation where it, she was led on by guys who ended what up his being situation gay. was. But is this guy saying that? It seems like he's bi. Like he he wasn't saying I'm waffling about being bi and I'm just experimenting with these women. 
He's saying, but his I'm his question bi, did very much say like I just I've ghosted every to woman. No, his question was like I've been trying to date uh, women. I've ghosted every single one of them. Yeah, but he said that's his own insecurity, not that he's actually too gay to like them. He's saying that that's a separate reason that led to him ghosting those women. That's why I think Rowan was making the better points in this particular column. I don't have a, a trend line to say who's necessarily more usually better at giving advice. But she was basically saying, like, you could just have a one night stand with some women. You don't need yeah. to, like, try and date a woman to figure out if you have these feelings or not. The detailed dive into not disrespecting one night stands was also, like, it sounds like something they care about, but didn't really have a lot to do with our question asker. No, I agree. 100%. But, but like yeah. you said, we do non sequiturs too. Shout out to Rowan, yeah. Rowan and Mirajem. Sound cool. Yeah, I really like that one episode of the Hassan Minaj show that you uh, wrote. It was, it was good. Oh, she was only on one episode? Oh, thank God. I thought that she was like a consistent writer on that horrible trash TV show. On that horrible trash <laughs> Netflix show. Can you tell show. me why you hate that show? Um, The neoliberal point of view angers me. Wow. Okay, Comrade Paul. All right, yeah, it angers me that somebody who wrote for Hassan Minaj is having people write it to with starting with Comrade, comma. Hello, I'm not comrade. Here to Who's a comrade? Comrade Hassan Minaj. Comrade Cornell West. <laughs> comrade uh, Russell Brand. Comrade Russell Brand. <laughs> Brother Russell. <laughs> I ain't trying to get into a tussle. Brother Russell, I ain't trying to get into a tussle. <laughs> I didn't listen to their interview, but I assume that they said that at some point. When uh, Russell Brand was like, but what does it mean to give land back to indigenous people? Do they really know how to steward the land? Or is that just some woke talking point? Like, really? Have you met a Native American? They're usually pretty drunk. I wouldn't trust them to do the river dam system. <laughs> okay. Adrian, you see, the problem with that is that's not the type of thing R Russell Brand would say. It would be, like, completely irrelevant, but sound <laughs> like it's, like, sound like it has to do with land back. You'd be like, how can you give back land to somebody? Like, who owns land, really? How can you own the dirt? And it's like, I'm sure you believe in property rights, asshole. Like, but, like, in the situation where somebody was talking about land back, you'd pretend that the concept of property is what he doesn't believe in. Yeah, shit, sure, I, I own an apartment in the Poconos, but can you own the wind? Can you own the rain? I mean, really, how much can they really predict these things? No cap. Okay, so, Adrian, I brought in queerpublicationweareher.com and mm. this is their tea with auntie advice column posted april 18th 2019 mm. so i'm recently embracing that i am bisexual with a very strong attraction towards beautiful women i'm still hey, exploring right here, which hey, is hey, why bro. i joined this site i have never been with a woman and even though i want to i'm scared and confused and well in love with someone, and that complicates it even more for me. I have four children and three and a half grandchildren. What does that mean? Maybe one of them's a step-grandchild? Like married? <laughs> no, no, no. One of them's just legs. <laughs> Could you imagine if that Mac Miller song wasn't a thousand grandkids, it was three and a half grandkids? <laughs> three and a half grandchildren. Wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. 
<laughs> it's also a hundred grandkids, not a thousand. I have a big family and I'm hey, scared to death. shut the fuck up, Paul. You got that wrong last episode. I can't remember what it was. Oh, you got- Oh, um, I got seven doors down. No, there was something else where it was the, an order of magnitude. I can't remember what it was. Oh, um, a thousand words versus a hundred words. Oh. <laughs> I forgot that you have an encyclopedic up, knowledge for say- <laughs> when you're upset about me getting facts wrong. <laughs> I don't. It's just so easy to pull from all the numerous examples. Name 15 others. Two. Paul thought Pokemon were Digimon. <laughs> Number three. Paul Paul thought that Saddam Hussein's last name was Obama. Uh, number it four. It would make Paul sense thought- because Obama's middle name is Hussein. So why wouldn't Saddam's last name be Obama? It makes sense. Paul thought that inflammable and flammable didn't mean the same thing. <laughs> no, I, I rest that. my case, Your Honor. I also know what your regardless means. I have a big family and I'm scared to death to come out. I know for certain that there are a few family members who would not be accept- who would not be accepting of me being bisexual. Also, the stereotypes and attitudes that exist in the world around homosexuality all scares me. I do know that the only way I would come out is if I met someone that I have the same feelings for as I do for the woman I fell in love with already. I jump out of the closet for her. Heart emoji. She is all I think about and everything I've ever wanted in a person. She's beautiful inside and out and helped me to turn my life around and I miss her so much. So I've been living with this secret for over two years and I'm not sure how I can move forward with anyone else. I am asking what is your best advice and what can I do to overcome this dilemma? I want to meet someone but I'm not sure how to sort this all out. Thanks for your time and I'm ready to hear what you think. Good or bad. Heart emoji. What's up? Heart emoji. Paul, can I ask you a question uh, that I don't know if you're ready to answer? Yeah. How many owl people are there in your family and how many people do you think are in the closet? Uh, I have like my one of my dad's uncle is out. Hmm. Otherwise, I, I saw before some people in my family sort of give off those vibes, but I don't. So I'll just guesswork. So I think zero. Otherwise, yeah, it's really hard because the one report that I got as an adult was my sister's, and I was like, I don't trust her gaydar at all. <laughs> yeah, it seems like she might just want everybody who's kind of cool to secretly be gay. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things where, um, I mean, my grandma doesn't know, so it's one of those things where, like, there are people that you who don't know and do know. I don't know. It's oh, one e- of those things even where... about your brother. Like she doesn't know about oh, yeah. even the ones that are my married. My grandma doesn't know. No. We're not she she's already so close to the brim. We're not gonna we're not trying to like pull her over <laughs> into into the netherworld. Yeah, I don't know. For us it's been a in person it's been an in house thing. We've always been very uh insular in our in our immediate family. We've always been very clear on the fact that like the rest of our family has much different values than we do and much more traditional values than we do. It's always been very lucky. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what I would do if I was born in my, uh, in my uncle's, in my uncle's family. The one who got no, yeah, we keep Bible it real quiet. What you were in middle school? Yeah, <laughs> for real. Like they would have beaten it out of me. Like, yeah, we like we keep it real hush hush, hush hush uh, with our extended family. Yeah, I mean, but they know your brother's married, probably right? The younger ones. Oh my, my uncle now. I don't think he knows. No. Yeah, it's always just like yeah, Nando's living in Europe now. Mm. So yeah, I don't think any of our extended family really knows about any of that. 
Maybe because people are friends with Dora Lee, but I don't know. But this is interesting because very rarely does it trickle downwards towards the homophobes from grandma to homophobic children. Mm. One of the things she doesn't mention is if she's still married, which makes it way more complicated. Yeah, you almost brought that in, right? It's like the whole classic, uh, I married someone, then I knew I was gay, and then I finally came out as gay, and now my, like, son and my mom, or uh, his mom hate me. Yeah, it's what, I we, we've talked about really it on another that. episode. Yeah. Where it's like- It's stupid. I mean, I think it's one of those things where, like, the people who are hurt are justifiably hurt, but it's also like, I guess the blame rests on a homophobic society that made that person feel like they had to live a lie. You can't really rest the blame on the person who was scared and didn't know what to do and just yeah, exactly. was straight because it was the default way to be back then. It's kind of weird to then look at that person and be like, oh, there's a bad person for coming out as gay. It's like, I don't know. It, it's I, just, I feel I like blame know, society, not them. I think when you're elderly, what really matters? I don't know. Who cares? Do whatever you want to do. I think it's like what you said about your grandma. Everybody thinks you're going to die soon. Nobody wants to upset you. Do you even think the homophobes are going to say anything about it? Hmm. Yeah. I think you should just do it. But maybe she's like one of those southern grandmas who had her children at 20, and then they had their children at 20, so she's only like 50 So she's actually only like 60, and she's like, I'm ready to roll. (laughs) So then it is like, okay, yeah, they could be mean back to you. I don't know. Hold on. Let me read the question one more time. Three and a half grandchildren. I know what that means. Whichever one she considers a half grandchild seems just really insulting to that kid. This is the one Mexican child. (laughs) Because they're only half white and that's a half she considers her grandchild. I think I'm ready for the answer. Wait, let me give serious advice. I think you just have to start one of those like novelty TikTok accounts where the funny thing is that an old lady knows how to use TikTok. So you got to be like the lesbian grandma Ooh. on TikTok mm-hmm. and just let that permeate to your grandchildren who will see you because you're going to go viral. What a great concept. And then they'll tell their parents. <laughs> uh, reply, phew, I'm going to need a whole cup of tea to dive into this. Although I see your question you asked at the end. Oh, yeah. Also, I was going to say we didn't at all reply to the fact that she felt like she was mainly lesbian for that one girl she fell deeply in love with. Because, you know, she only likes beautiful women. She's one of those interesting people who's only attracted to beautiful women. But yeah, she was mostly pining after one woman. And now she really wants somebody who reminds her of that specific woman or she falls in love with as hard. So she's not really like looking to date around or experiment. She wants, like, a real deep connection. Mm-hmm. Which, how do you find that at that older an age? Are there, like, older lesbian bars? Are there? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Find yourself an elderly lesbian bar. Although I see your question you asked at the end, it sounds like there are some other dilemmas that you also want to address. So let's break that down. You are in love with someone, but at the end you say you miss them. Do you still have contact, or is it a typical story of they're straight? Going to guess the latter and say that you can't hold on to this love if it's not going to happen. Even though you are late in life coming out, it's not too late to get through the hurdle that we all do. Falling in love with straight women. Think of the qualities you enjoyed with this person, and take that moving forward when looking for a woman to date. While coming out is absolutely terrifying at times, especially when you know how some family members feel. 
The bonus is you are a grown-ass woman. Your children have no say over your life, and your grandchildren will probably not think twice about it. The children are our future. And anyone else that has something to say, you can give them your best mom face. You know the one, where they know not to pry any longer and keep it moving. Proud of you for jumping on the app to explore. That's already a huge first step. When meeting people, you know what activities you like to do. Now, just make it gay and find those meetup groups who do the same. This could be a great bonding time for you and your grandchildren, if they are in the double digits and tech savvy, as they can help you find events. Pride is around the corner. Go check it out and talk to people in the crowd. Everyone's friendly. Overall, you've come this far in showing your true colors, pun intended. Don't wait to continue on this journey for yourself. But those are just some suggestions. Uh, to be honest, I thought it was all right. I didn't really love it. Did you feel like it could be a more like practical advice, or? Yeah, I could have had more uh, explicit advice about scissoring, about uh, sixty-nining, about seventy-sixing, about fourteen fifty, about sixteen ninety. I don't know all those things. Man, that's scary. Well, that's why you're not. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to worry about it, Paul. You're a little straight boy. You just have to worry about going, eh, 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 eh. Hey, you put too, too many ahs in there. All right. Self-deprecating. Okay. Uh, do you want to do this uh, little third saggy? Yeah, sure. So, Adrian, you know how people are always going on about, like, Oh, all the Disney villains are queer-coded, like the f- most famous examples. Like, I think the two everybody always goes to are Jafar and Scar. Very queer-coded Ooh, villains. And Scar. Um, And also, the uh, I think she was on in RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, the villain from The Little Mermaid. Uh, Ursula? Ursula, yeah. I think those are the three biggest examples. But basically, we were going to run through a list of all the Disney villains... And see if w- do we think that we would be swiping on them on Grinder, or do we think that they're fuckboys? You know what I'm saying? Okay, Grinder or Tinder? Grinder or Tinder? Oh, have you ever tried any queer specific dating apps, or have you kept it to the to the straight ones? Yeah, like I get on both. You get on both. I think the uh, queer specific ones sometimes just get too. I don't know. That's a little too horny. I don't know. Mm. It's hard to say because, like, it's one of those things where I'm going to have to get, like, into a big diatribe about, like, I don't really want a partner. I'm not really interested in having a partner. I'm comfortable being alone. And so, like, a lot of these, like, real, like, I'm either looking to fuck right now or I'm looking to, like, have a long-term relationship. I'm like, eh, I, 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 I wouldn't be mind, like, fucking someone for, like, a couple instances. But, like, anything other than that. A little, little too ho, little too low, or too low high commitment. No, I think, I think what I think you're both saying. Both of those are weird. If the stereotypes about grinder are true, I'm not I trying to suck someone's dick in a bush. The stereotype is like, as a straight man, I'm supposed to be super like, oh, I'd fuck any woman in any situation. But if it really was like, come over right now and let's have sex, I'd be a little bit like, nah, that's weird. <laughs> I'm scared, man. I'd be like, yeah, I need some time. I got, I need, I got some shit. To can, do. can we actually do the Netflix and chill thing? I really do. Just need like two episodes 
of Squid Games before before we could have Two, sex. I that's need like something. that's like an hour thirty though. That's a lot. I don't know about that. <laughs> I need something. I need like two episodes of Oral Moral. That's like twenty <laughs> minutes, and then. Um. But yeah. Uh. Anyways, what's the third segment? Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna try to figure out how real this queer coded thing is. We're gonna I guess keep track as we go along and see if we think it's over fifty percent. Um, okay, the first one, I don't know, Adrian, so if you don't, we can skip it. Do you know Yokai from Big Hero 6? Talking about Yokai? I do not. Okay, next up, we've got Shen Yun, Shen Ye from Mulan. I know this guy. This guy's fucking breezy, bro. What are we rating him on? If he's gay or not? Queer or not, and if they are queer. I mean, he's spending all of his time guiding men... Through, but I don't know, maybe he's protecting the women in his home village, but like, also, like, I don't know, it seems like he really enjoys being a general, just guiding men through this avalanche of, uh, of, of white snow. But do we also, do we also believe that everybody in the military is kind of military style gay? You know, kind of like Roman legionaries? Yeah. What's the, what's that word or whatever? Where it's like you're gay, like in a situation. I I don't even know what that is, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He, 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 he seems like he would probably fuck multiple of his uh, lieutenants. I mean, the thing is, if he's not gay, he's definitely a gay guy's fetish. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely guys who are like, my type? That dude from Mulan. Yeah. All right, the next one is Prince Hans, who I don't care about. I don't know uh, Frozen. Uh, I have seen this movie in 100% queer-coded. His whole thing is that, like, he acts really charming. He wants the power, to- not the actual, like, sex. Yeah, he's one of those characters, like, where he acts really charming and gets uh, Elsa to fall in love with him, but it's all a trick. Yeah, good luck, Elsa. He's never going down on you. <laughs> uh, So, no. Or, wait, yes, definitely gay. Definitely gay male. Alright, let's skip to Prince John Robin Hood. I also have embarrassingly not seen this one, although I do know it's a classic for a lot of people. I haven't either. Okay. I haven't seen the next one either. I haven't seen King Candy. I don't know, man. Okay. I will admit, and this is embarrassing, I've seen this character... But in a very... So it's from Tangled. It's the bad person from Tangled. Dude, I love Tangled. But only, oh, really? I only ever saw this because it was a movie that I watched with my high school girlfriend. And obviously, we didn't spend most of the movie watching the movie. Oh, so, come like, on now. Uh, Yeah, she's definitely like... She's a, she's WGTOW. You know, she's a woman going their own way. She's like lesbian because she's tired of all these men's bullshit. Oh, I think she's lesbian because I think that's where she finds power. Mm. I think she doesn't find power in men. She finds power in women, and that's where she gets her power from. Oh, wow. Deep reading of that movie. I'm not going to lie. I was fucking the entire time <laughs> during that movie, but I assume that's Please what... tell me you weren't watching it in the theater. You nasty. Oh, no. I I watched it at the, uh, at the uh, drive-in. Slightly more acceptable, you dirty, dirty, say, yeah. dirty animal. Okay. Fantasia Chernabog. Don't know it. Don't know it? Doctor, <laughs> I don't know this one either. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Buddy, are you okay? Did you get drunk or that you thought you would? 
<laughs> no, but I'm sorry. I thought I'd know more Disney stuff, but like, I don't know Princess and the Frog. It's the black one. I should know it. I'm sorry. I didn't watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know any either. Although I know it's one of Izzy's favorite uh Disney movies. Ooh, Monsters Inc. Randall Boggs. He's real slimy. Okay, so this this slippery motherfucker. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you're a Valsh fan, this guy probably rode Valsh's dick <laughs> for a while. <laughs> but I have no particular <laughs> um uh infinity affinity towards him. Um This guy's real creepy and slimy. I wouldn't feel comfortable trying to smear him as uh, gay. I, the fact that he wants to kidnap children, I don't think we could say this guy's gay. That would be problematic. I don't want to contribute to the groomer par- uh, paradigm that is obviously false if you look at the statistics, but Republicans really do. Randall Boggs, definitely a groomer. Yeah. Yzma. I mean, she's kind of got that uh, Mother Gothel thing where, yeah, she kind of has like an older lesbian vibe. Isma kind of has that vibe where, like, she's clearly she. So it's what people would call like an old maiden. Yeah. But I think society just doesn't ex- accept what she loves, which is she wants someone just going down on her box like it's a Taco Bell value meal. You know what I mean? Like, come on, like that's all yeah, she wants. You're right. She I, she's pansexual she because you know she gets Gronk to do it sometimes, but she's okay with a really talented woman doing it too. Oh, yeah, like, Gronk is, she's like, it's like a dog licking peanut butter, but, like, I want someone who, like, knows what they're doing. <laughs> All right, Yzma, yes. Maleficent, 2014. I never watched this one, did you? She was the villain in Sleeping Beauty. Like, she has to be, like, really into... She didn't care about any of those dwarves. She wasn't like, hey, put any of those dwarf dicks in my mouth and I'm she was, she was angry at Sleeping Beauty for being more beautiful than her. Which is a form but that's... of narcissistic sexuality. Next up, we got uh, Captain Hook, which, I mean, you know, what happens at sea stays at sea sort of situation. <laughs> I think so. A Navy man, if you know what I mean. I already know what that means. He's already got a couple tattoos. He wears a little oh, is that hat. It? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I would go with he's probably queer. I would say not queer coded, but like probably queer inside. I see what you're saying. Definitely not like he's not flamboyant. He's not queer coded. Yeah, I'm down with that. Do you know the, the next oogie one? Bo- oh, the oogie boogie man is a trans icon. <laughs> Explain I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't actually know. The Oogie Boogie Man, uh, he's like, what is it, like sacks of potatoes that were emptied out and then sewn together? I really don't know. Um, um, He's definitely not straight. I don't think there's any way for him to be straight. I think he exists outside of the limits we've set for ourselves as uh, that counts biological as queer. beings. I think so. Yeah, I think, I think he's a celestial queer. Uh, Ursula. I People mean, argue on, over whether or not Ursula is a thing or a thing. Uh, a, a blank or a blank, if you will. Ursula is the, like, archetypal, like, queer-coded Disney villain because they designed mm-hmm. her while, like, off a famous drag queen. Mm-hmm. 
So I think it has to but go that Melissa direction. Mac- Melissa McCarthy plays her in the live action, though. So that's just a cis woman playing a cis woman. I- I've never seen the live action. I'm basing it off of the cartoon. I am, too. And I think she always read to me as a drag queen, but I don't want to be degrading towards the spectrum of female appearances that exist. Uh... To me, it was not only just appearance, but it was mannerism and other things. No, I mean, the the animators have come out and said that it was all based off drag queens. I don't think it's offensive to be like, oh, yeah, she kind of seems like a drag queen. Okay, well, then I'm willing to say that as well. Uh, Syndrome. So queer. From The Incredibles. Syndrome Straightest man I've ever met. Syndrome is a queer icon. You think so? We're gonna have to debate this one because he comes off as Syndrome an is on incel. HRT. An Syndrome incel. is on HRT. Syndrome is incel energy top to bottom. No, 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 because he's doing top and bottom. You know what I mean? Come on. No, 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 no. Syndrome's on HRT. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll defer to you. It sounds like you're really confident on this one. I don't know why I'm getting incel vibes. I don't actually. I I I I don't really like The Incredibles. I haven't watched it. <laughs> I don't know why I went in so hard. I don't really know actually. Syndrome could be anybody. Syndrome could be you or me. Adrian, are you low on blood sugar? You are talking so loopy, man. <laughs> okay. I really don't know. I, I like for I thought it was funny to be like Syndrome's definitely on HRT, but I actually don't really know or care enough about his character. I've ne I was never really into the Incredibles to be honest. I'm not gonna lie. Is is Incel a uh, an LGBTQ moniker in the same sense, or is that just like I'm uh, saying straight because he's an Incel? Okay, straight. Okay, cool. That's Sounds the type good. of straight he is. Cruella. You know what people really talk about? It's like, okay, yeah, maybe they use queer coding as, like, shorthand for villainy. But can we also talk about how many of these are all, like, skinny old ladies for their villains? Mm. What is Disney's thing against, like, these wrinkly, skinny old ladies who are mostly bones? They really vilify them almost as much as they vilify queer people. I don't know. I think a lot of uh, working with uh, my mom, who uh, worked with a lot of old rich people, that is kind of the vibe that they go for is like skinny, rich, white, old lady. <laughs> but this is up. This is very similar to like Mother Gothel, uh, Maleficent, uh, Yzma. Like they all have very like exact same vibes. And uh, I think if we call one queer, we got to call all of them queer. Oh, you think Cruella's going down on that puss? No, but it, I think it's that same sort of, like, asexual older lady vibe. Like, I was once married to a man, but I didn't really even like it. Yeah, you're kind of right. I could see that. 1961, is that how? She is? God damn, she's an old lady. Plus, she's got the dyed hair. She's definitely queer of some sort. Plus, who wears, a like, a skin-tight black dress with a huge... Leather, a huge fur coat and red fucking gloves. Okay, yeah, the the design is too ostentatious. Jafar, queer coded as hell. That's a game. Yeah, Jafar from uh, Aladdin. Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs> um, no, this is uh one of your favorite boys. Uh, he's got a nice, thin waist, big ass, 
big old tits and a big old mustache. I think this is kind of what you said about Cruella. No, no straight man has a serpentine scepter. And that hat. Yeah. I don't know. Is it not one of those things where like you could see a Persian guy wearing this? Like <laughs> a straight guy? Also, the <laughs> king also queer coded in that movie. What are you talking about? Just because he has no wife and because he's a little pudgy little boy? <laughs> he's, he's definitely Polly. Just because he's a little grunk? He's definitely Pan and Polly. Probably. Should be. He has a harem of of men and women. You know, he's got that vibe. The king, Gaston, from Beauty and the Beast. Gay. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I would say, what's, what's the word for narcissistic sexual? I think he's gay in the sense, I think he's uh, straight in the sense that he fucks women for validation. Yeah. But I think he's gay in the sense that he, like, appreciates that as a way to affirm that he is the most handsome man in the world and that that is his real sexual ego. He's got real, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Attitude. I think we agree on this one, queer. Yeah. And also, it's not Stockholm Syndrome. Look up uh, Lindsay Ellis's video on this. <laughs> or don't and save yourself two hours of your life that you'll never get back. <laughs> Lady Tramon. I've actually never seen Cinderella. I don't know what her sexuality is, to be honest. She seems like someone who's so old that she's over it. Like, it's the kind of person who would hire a young masculine man to be around her, but just so she could experience that. Mm. Like, she's like, I just want a handsome man to walk me around and people to be like, ooh, good for you. All right, straighty. Okay, next up we got Captain Barbosa from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Straight man. I don't fucking know, man. I fucking hate this franchise. I think it's stupid. Okay, we can skip it. Uh, Hades from Hercules. Uh, Hades. Oh, Hades. Who voiced Hades? Was Very that, uh, queer James coded. Woods? I think so. Yeah, he really had no sexual interest in uh, Hercules's partner. Like there wasn't like a fear of him taking her in a sexual way. It was always in like a more property way. Like it, it really spoke more to modern feminism and um uh the notion of private property than it did to um sexual infidelity also just mannerisms wise i feel like his character did like the whole like you know looking at my nails by sticking my hand out sort of thing um <laughs> i like your analysis too <laughs> you're like he never does a thing where he's like huh me <laughs> you want me to do what <laughs> No, really. Like, I mean, I think that is what a lot of these queer coded, like, not complaints. I mean, look at him. He dyed his hair blue. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like he's queer coded in a much more fundamental way than anything in the text. It's character and mannerisms. I thought it was subtextual because, like, Megara, like, hubba bubba, come on now. <laughs> You're not trying to get into that. Our last one, Scar. The gayest one the on the gayest list. Gayest fucking dude in the fucking world. <laughs> oh, simple. Voiced by Jeremy Irons. I swear to God, Jeremy Irons. Um, okay. I don't know how to say this without sounding too confident, but Scar takes it up the ass big time. Yeah, I think that's true. Also, like when he takes over the pride and has no interest in any of the women, but just hangs out with his hyena homies. <laughs> with my boys. What are you talking about, bro? That's the way to do it. <laughs> like all the women are starving. He's just like, hmm, no interest. One of the classic examples of this trope. 
And also racially coded too, in a weird way. I don't know why they, yeah. you know, actually, I do know why they chose to do that is because it was easy to communicate uh, information like that back in the day. But yeah, he is like darker yeah, than the, the rest of them. And he's only the only one with black hair. Yeah. Wow, Disney. Uh, big fact, no cap. Let's get out of here. Big fact, Adrian. I don't care if you're gay or straight, you should be proud of who you are. But this month, this one's for the gays. Shout out to my gays. Uh, no cap. Uh, living authentically as yourself is always uh, a benefit to this world, uh, as opposed to living inauthentically. Bye. Let's get it. Let's get it.